Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Gracious God, we give you thanks that you bless us with gifts of wisdom, instill in us a desire to discover the truth, and continue to draw us into the mysteries of life. Holy God, we stand in awe. Jesus of our faith journey, we use your name in many ways. We call out to you when we are broken. We lash out at you in moments of injustice. We cry out to you when we are lost in need of being found. Holy Holy Spirit of life, wind and presence, stir within us that we would be ambassadors, your hands holding the broken, your feet walking beside the aimless, your heart beating with the rhythm of love, and your ears hearing the call to serve one another. Holy Spirit, we stand ready for action. God, whose desire it is to place people into relationships, we give you thanks for this day, for accomplishments achieved, and for good works done in your name. Our hearts are filled with gratitude for families and friends who gather to celebrate, for the sacrifices they have made, and for the love they have freely given. Our hearts are filled with gratitude. Lord God, you have called your servants to ventures of which we cannot see the ending, by paths as yet untrodden, through perils unknown. Give us faith to go out with good courage, not knowing where we go, but only that your hand is leading us and your love supporting us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. You are alive to make a difference. You gave your life to make a change. You welcomed all to your table. You're calling us. Say, I want my life to make a difference. I want my life to make a change. I want my life to do some good. I want my life to make a change. I want my life to make a change. I want my life to do some good here. I want my life to make a change. A reading from 2 Timothy chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God for the sake of the promise of life 
that is in Christ Jesus to Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I am grateful to God, whom I worship with a clear conscience, as my ancestors did, when I remember you constantly in my, pra my prayers, night and day, recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that lived first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure lives in you. For this reason, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands, for God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. Word of God, word of life. Grace and peace to you from God and from our Lord, Je Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to have a special message to you who are standing up. You know, there is that scripture verse in the New Testament that the first will be last. Let me tell you that you're standing now, but you really have the best seats of all <laughs> at commencement. So if you can hang in here, your reward will come. <laughs> and you guys are pretty squish. You're having a lot of fun there, but there, one of you want to go? Are you, you happy? You're good. You're squished and you love it. All right. Every family has their stories how Grandpa courted Grandma by inviting her to enjoy an afternoon on the water in his rowboat as he strummed his uh, three-year-old mandolin and tugged at her heart through his heartstrings. How little babe drove a railroad spike through her foot and her mom put a poultice on it out of cow dung from the fields. How Gary went to war to serve his country and came back a changed man. Prone to put his headset over his ears and play the little Hammond organ at home so that no one could hear his melancholy song. Every family has their stories, their histories, which mark and claim and mold them as the people they are and the people they will become. Some of the stories are poignant tragedies, and others are tall tales that have been embellished and get better through the years, and still others are smooth or choppy, like the poet's craft. All of the stories matter. All of the stories explain who we are and who we will become. These stories are not meant to capture us so that we will remain in yesterday's grip, doing the same old things the same old way. They're meant to propel and launch us into our future. They're like embers of a fire that are fanned into flame to rouse us to become light, energy, spark. California Lutheran University has a family story, too, and you are all a part of it. This baccalaureate service is the 50th baccalaureate service held at Cal Lutheran. Wow, 50 years, that's, that's a short time, but it's time enough to mark us and claim us. This is something that many of us feel very proud of and very, very grateful in our hearts. Have you ever been overwhelmed by gratitude? Has your heart been moved by the thoughtful, caring conversation of a friend? Or the beauty of sunrise and sunset that marks our time on Earth? Has a bulge in your throat arisen or your foot started a tapping when you've heard beautiful music? Or have you found yourself salivating, maybe it's the garlic, but you're smelling a potential evening meal? Now, I know new, you graduates haven't done that in a long time because you don't have time to cook, but that's something you can look forward to in the coming days. Has calm descended upon you with, when you stand at the edge of the ocean and you watch the waves rise and fall? Or when you've had a conversation with someone that has propelled you to think about your life in a brand new way. 
The writer of the biblical letter of 2 Timothy speaks about this as his heart is overwhelmed with gratitude to God. Three words leap off the page when I listen to Matt read that text. The three words that shimmer out for me are remember, rekindle, empower. I remember you, the writer Paul says. He remembers young Timothy, a student, and the flame of faith that lives within him. He's also remembering his mother, Lois, and grandma, Eunice, who have modeled for this student what a faithful and a full life of purpose means. Remember. Who and what do you remember today as you think about all the steps along the way that brought you to graduation? Do you remember the first person who wrote you a handwritten note? It might have even been on letterhead, but they sketched that, their name and then they put a little note by it as they welcomed you to Cal Lutheran or the person who took you on a campus tour. Will you remember late night study sessions, cramming for the test coming on the horizon, or laughing until your sides hurt and maybe you snort a bit? Years from now, will you remember the opening of Jamba Juice or Trinity Hall? or the new satellite campus over in Woodland Hills that went from an okay place to, to learn to a lovely classroom. Or maybe you're even remembering having Chris Kimball as your president all four years. <laughs> woo woo, you betcha. What events and experiences are now part of your story? Events that were life altering, occasions that emblazoned you to dig deeply into conversations and convictions and values. Was it study abroad? Alternative break trips, that massive service project some of you did uh, if you are a traditional undergraduate and you've been here all four years. Maybe you're thinking of poetry slams or athletic or cultural events that ignite the stories that you're going to tell long into your future. Might you remember eating your dinner in your car as you were studying lecture notes or finishing the reading that your faculty thought you would do? Or maybe you'll think back to the sacrifices that you have made balancing your professional life with family and home responsibilities. Will you think of research that you have done to connect classroom to community? Does your mind's eye think of mentors and faculty who have challenged your curiosity and prompted you to consider how the world is calling you? Remember. Remember and treasure these things. The second shimmery word for me is the word rekindle. I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you, the writer of 2 Timothy declares. To move into the future today will demand your courage and all of your convictions and values that you hold dearly. It takes courage to follow your own sense of vocation and purpose. When our culture tells you to look out for number one and you know who the culture says that is, as a student at Cal Lutheran, you have faced many pressing social issues as your faculty connected learning to life in the here and now. You've asked the question of why, which has sparked your imagination to ask follow-up questions like, what does it mean? And for whom will this benefit? You want your life to matter, to make a difference, not only for your own self, being but for the benefit of your neighbors. This is the common purpose that weaves us together at Cal Lutheran. It's the mission of this university. We're to be global citizens, strong in character and judgment, confident in our identity and vocation, and committed to service and justice. No modest task. This mission tells us what is exactly at stake that our fundamental mission is to create leaders for the public good. 
rekindle, reignite, rouse the gift of God that is within you. God has richly blessed you through your talents and abilities that have been honed through your scholarship and study. You are ready to activate these gifts of God within you, the gifts of reflection and engagement, the gift of hospitality and service, the gift of character and compassion. And finally, that third shimmery word is the word empower. The writer of 2 Timothy concludes with these words, for God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but a spirit of power and love and self-discipline. Graduates, I'm convinced that you have been given a spirit of power to use and let run free as you seek to build up the communities in which you live. I am certain that you have been called to be a light as you serve for the sake of the world. You have a body which is wonderfully made, equipped with talents and passions, embodied with arms to hold and hands to mend, ready to be used to touch the world with a sense of grace and love. You have minds to think and make choices that are will advance God's realm of justice and bring forth a new kind of kinship and community in the world in which we live. The world does not need your cowardice. It needs your courage and your power and your love and your self-discipline. Now, to use your God-given power is going to mean going beyond the limits of what you know when you are focused on yourself. It will mean sharing the life that you have been given instead of bottling it up. It will mean abandoning the notion that you can build a firewall to wall out the world's cry for food and health and medicine and your desire to participate in the healing of the nations will take root and burst into flames. It will mean understanding your life as a gift instead of guarding it as a possession. God calls each of you and all of you together to this task. God calls you to make a difference so that the hungry are fed and the lowly are lifted up and the broken are made whole. Graduates, the world does not need your cowardice. The world needs your power and your love and your self-discipline. It also needs you to team with others, to work with others to develop a new community so that the fires of love and justice will burn freely. Today, graduates, you continue to write the story of your lives. And as you graduate from Cal Lutheran, you write the story of its life as well. And as you move into the story of your future, I commend you to God's grace and mercy. I commend you to the love of God, which has shepherded you and washed you and claimed you and forgiven you and nurtured you and sent you. May you remember and rekindle the gift of God within you and move into today empowered by a spirit of power and love and self-discipline.
We turn to you, O Lord, our provider and our stronghold with these, our prayers for the world, for those in need, and for ourselves, ever in need of your grace. We pray for all those living in conditions of war, that you might guide the world leaders to seek alternative solutions to violence and battle. Hear us, merciful God. Your peace abounds. For all those struggling during times of economic uncertainty and strife, that you might be a rock and an anchor in these turbulent times of change. Hear us, Mother and God. Your grace is ever present. Thank you, Lord, for the families, the mentors, the teachers, the friends, and all those who helped us get to this point. Without them, none of this, none of this would be possible. Hear us, loving God. Your arms ever encircle us. For these graduating students, may you guide us into whatever the future may hold, always knowing the fullness of your love and support. Hear us, leading God. For the people of this community, that we may know that community extends beyond the simple parameters of one's location, and that this community we have created and are a part of will always be with us. Hear us, Father in God. Your love is infinite. Unto you we hold up these prayers, O God. Teach us daily to turn to you and to seek your path, though it may not be clear. Be our guiding light. Give us courage and strength to always press on, and teach us to love as you first loved us. Receive our prayer. Gather all our prayers in your wide embrace, most gracious God, through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you all. Congregation, please stand. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Accept our praises, living God, for Jesus Christ, the one perfect offering for the world, who in the night in which he was betrayed took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, gave it to all of them to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, God of all creation, in the suffering and death of Jesus, we meet you in this bread and wine. We celebrate your great act of forgiveness, and now we feast with the one who was and is and is to come. Amen. In confidence as children of God, let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Please be seated for some announcements. Communion in this room could be complex. Trust me, it won't be. Ushers will be assisting you to move from your pew to one of the many stations in this very room. So, watch for the ushers. All of you will be exiting your rows and heading to the nearest aisle. Head this direction toward the window wall. That's the ushers lead to you to come this way. Today we receive communion with intention, receiving the bread and dipping it into the cup. One cup will have wine, one cup will have grape juice. You get to choose. All bread is gluten-free. 
Those who simply wish to come for a blessing are encouraged to do so. Cross your hands, you will receive a blessing. Balcony, we have stations for you as well. You'll be exiting and looping. It'll make sense once the first row starts. <laughs> Jesus has prepared this meal for us, invites you to his table. Come.
Let us pray. Gracious God, we give you thanks for this gift of life. Increase our faith and open our eyes that we might recognize Jesus in all whom you call us to love and serve. Abide with us as we journey into the future. Strengthen, keep, and unite us, now and forever. Amen. Amen. I have some very important announcements. If you have one of these, hold it high in the air. This is your ticket to get into the baccalaureate gate where 700 seats are reserved just for you. If you were to draw a line from here directly across the street, the baccalaureate gate is on the western edge of the stadium. Up the ramp, past the faculty, behind the orchestra, into a seating section, again, just for you. You don't have to stand in the big line that's assembling over there while we have been in worship. Don't lose this ticket. Hang on to this ticket. Why? Because it will allow you to get into the gate. And then if you need to use the facilities, it's your ticket out and back in. Don't lose this ticket. As worship comes to a close, here's what we need to do. There are important people with funny hats on today. They need to get across the street and ready. So also does the platform party as certain we need to get choir out. So those are the three groups that are going to head down the aisle. There will be a rope line prohibiting you from getting to the graduates. They need to head out pretty quickly. For you and the green card, for those that wish, there will be buses out in front looping back and forth to the baccalaureate gate. If you need a ride, wait for the bus. It'll take you there. If you'd like to walk out the doors across the bridge, turn left, come down the pathway, turn right to get into the baccalaureate gate. Now we've reached that moment at which you're glazing over because I've had far too many announcements. <laughs> so let me conclude with this. Choir. It's your turn.
Please stand as you are able for our benediction. Holy God, blessed Trinity, strengthen your faith. Increase hope. Deepen your love and give you peace. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks.